Um, White seven, power, white lives matter. Do you thing. see that? Therefore, get wisdom and all your. Oh my god. What is he on drugs? He said he's not. He said he was addicted to to weed. Uh, you. Care. Well, not no. Benjamin. Hello, how's it going? It's, go- it's doing good. Well, I feel like that sounded so like wah wah. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for it to. It just, it's been a, it, was a, it wasn't a bad day, it was just a long day. And not uh, a bad way either. Just yeah. a day. It was a day. I, I'm itchy though. Uh oh. It's inescapable at this point, at this point in life right now to not be bitten by a mosquito. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna, but as I'm, many times as I've been bitten, bitch, like all day, all day I was finding new spots over my like, like new bumps, and I'm like, what I've the been heck? getting bit at work, dude, in the daylight. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, but you have that um, thing behind you. You work right next to the. Um, without saying too much, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A body of water. Yeah, it's a funny that you said you were gonna look at your co-star before we started because Micah did my birth chart today, mm-hmm. and it was pretty interesting to have like a more in-depth look into it and like mm-hmm. with the, how the planets affect it and stuff. I like look at my birth chart and co-star, but I never like read in depth about what each thing means sometimes. So that was pretty cool to have that reading done. And it was cool to catch up with her too, but I did that earlier today. Nice. We didn't officially talk about it, but how do you feel about the drag show we watched earlier? Oh, um, it was interesting. It was called Reparations. Yeah, it was interesting. The drag show. I was entertained. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it was very different. Yeah, I well, I noticed real quick too, maybe this is the path that people are gonna have to go down a while for their events and stuff. <clears throat> but it kind of reminded me of Drag Race when the the finale. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When yeah. was doing it, mm-hmm. like the way it was organized and stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is cool. I like it. And I was on Twitch. I'd never been on Twitch before. Oh, wow. Until then. I don't think I've ever been on Twitch. I thought Twitch was just for video games, but. I thought so too. Yeah, but I guess good for it's them. for other events and stuff too. But. So you liked it? I did enjoy it, yes. Okay, okay. And Noah's Ark. Oh, I really We're on episode that. I'm like, four or five right bitch, now. Bitch, after this, I'm, I mean, my brain wants to say, let's watch another six episodes. Honestly, let's watch. I don't, we have to double check because I didn't check before we started the season how many episodes are in. Oh, what if we. But we there's did. only two seasons. What? On Amazon. I could feel like how. But okay, I think well, there's only two seasons. All right. Be. Wait, did we even finish Of Course Folk? No, but. Okay. We're gonna go back. There's just like six or seven seasons of that, like I know, eighteen I know, or nineteen. But I, I was like, I meant like, did we finish the season? Oh no, 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 we did. Okay. We did. Yeah, we have like one or two episodes for the rest of the season. Oh, okay, well I'm okay with taking a break from it for a minute. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> Noah's Ark is a I nice just, little. I just need to know because I don't remember if that was because I'm like if that was the finale, fuck. But anyway, I wanted to remind everybody. Uh-huh. Real quick. To vote? Uh, yes, to vote. And that the coronavirus is very much still here and very serious. Mm-hmm. But also to keep in mind that people that are in places like Flint, Michigan, have past issues as well as current issues. On top of what's on going top on. Of 
and now you know the, what they were already doing. So in California, everything's on fire over here. Yeah, exactly. The wildfires that's going on over here. The last time I read um, the New York Times on it was last night, and it said that thirty-five thousand acres had been burned already, oh, and that they started to reach the sequoias, and the sequoias started to burn. <gasps> yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if you knew that, but oh my god, yeah, they started to reach the. That's sequoias. gonna be horrible if we literally. That was the last time we would ever be able to see. I that. know. I literally no because was those of that. they're made for they're made to have. That's remember I was telling you about the outside of them, like the way they're the way they grew. They're burning down. That's how strong the fire is. <laughs> I saw. I was watching a video and I was like, oh wow, okay. But they're in danger. But they're not. It hasn't like gotten most of the forest. But also, it, I was looking. I was seeing images. It's like a different part of them. Was it the redwoods? The redwoods, yeah. The red. They're the same genus, I think. But mm-hmm. the redwoods are farther down, and the that the sequoias are farther where we were. Okay, we're so the redwoods we then. Oh, yeah. Still, because there's redwoods there, and there's redwoods in sequoia too. Oh, okay. And I think you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not in sequoia then. <laughs> Either but way. Regardless, yeah. Those trees have been there for years, thousands of years. Yeah. So I, I saw that and I was like, 30, 35,000 acres of land is on fire. And we have the coronavirus. And we have this heat and the lightning storms. 11,000 the other day. There was those the most on record ever in California. Yeah, when you told me that, I don't know. It just seemed so wild to me to hear like we had lightning storms. Like <laughs> the yeah, planet. because the heat is getting it's getting too hot, so like, it's creating electricity. The climate control is really severe, like clearly, and we can literally do so much. That's not really a lot to ease it and to help it, mm. and still continue living our lives. Yeah. Like it's not hard. What did I say the other day? Like, we know what to do, but we make the deliberate opposite choice to do the opposite. Like, it's damaging. Mm-hmm. Like, the damaging choice. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It really but, doesn't. you know, the world. <sighs> and um, I was scrolling through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And a whole, like I often do now. And I'm going to I'm gonna mute this out because I don't want to, you know, give this person any uh, free press or whatever. But I wanted to show you because this shit is ridiculous. But... Oh God! Released a new makeup product called, and it's a <laughs> it's a nude palette, bitch. Guess how much a palette is? Wait, wait, wait. let me show it to you first. Yeah, show me that because I have the image, and I want you to guess how much this is. Here, let me turn that brightness up for you, just in case. So is he calling me. this because it's different just colors me. of skin tones? Their major fan base, teenagers. So, can you imagine somebody's child trying to explain this to them or saying to them, Hey, mom, can you buy me the palette? Bitch, what? And then I just feel some special type of way about it because he's a known racist and yet he's like doing skin tones because he just knows that's just the way to go. Look at this. Oh, I didn't even see the names, bitch. I don't like him anyway. I don't don't like him at all. I don't care for them. Either. Yeah, I don't care for them either. Like, I'm like, uh, uh, and I just saw that scrolling by. I didn't go too deep into that because I just truly did not care. But. No. 
<laughs> no. Imagine being a racist and you released a product like that. I can't imagine being a racist. Honestly. Oh, God. What kid, what, if you're a parent and you buy that for your kid, do you have an issue? Like, there's no, I'd be like, no. Parents, please look at the names of the makeup that the that you're buying for your kids, please. And the people who are making them and what's in them, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Just, you know, be an active parent. But yeah, well, yeah, I just wanted to <laughs> bring that to your attention because that shit is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so let's get into the first segment, Bradley's Brain Teaser. All right, get me into it. Let's do it. Category is contracts, accountability, and art. Okay. All right, ready? Okay. Three questions. They may be a little lengthy, you know. <clears throat> Um, the first one, real quick though, is because I just learned about it. But do you know what a work for hire contract is, or all that it entails, or what I exactly? I think I means? have it just on it. Okay, what do you understand it as? That you're only going to be hired for the work that they need you for, and they're going to let you go. You're only you're only kind of under contract for the what what's required in that thing. They're not. It's nothing that's going to go past what it is. Right. Not necessarily. No. So the they're hiring you for that job, mm-hmm. but within the contract the stuff that you make for in that job oh it's just for them it's just for them you don't own it yeah yeah so I had recently just did you know but I had recently just did a project and I'm under a work for hire contract but I was I didn't fully understand it and so after learning more about it and what it is I'm like oh okay now I get it but yeah I just wanted to know if you knew about that Mm -hmm. pretty interesting I knew what it was, but I didn't know that was the name. I would say, but I've heard I've heard of contracts like that before. Yeah, like did you know? I'm gonna be probably butchering all of this, but there's a well-known composer. I want to say for something as big as Star Wars, but okay. I don't think it's Star Wars. But this composer made mm-hmm. um, like late motifs and just like the whole soundtracks and music for a franchise and doesn't own any of it. And if I learned this in my music history class, if he wanted to use it, like say at a, a party or you know a public event, he would have to manipulate it somehow. He can't play that same exact- You have to change a couple chords and shit. Yeah, because of the work for hire contract. And I'm like, holy shit. It must be, they must have got a lot of money, though, for it. Well, yeah, but it, within that specific composer's contract, he, he couldn't make any money off of it. Like, so he, that that's the thing about work for hire contracts, too. So, like... Oh, if I'm not making money, I'm not signing it, honey. No, 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 no. So, like, say I hire you for a $2,000 art piece and I'm like Benjamin can you paint this on canvas and you're like okay this is going to be 2000 and I'm like okay I want you to do this under a work for hire and um, once you're done even though you did it it's going to go under me my company and if any sales are made off of that or if I profit off of it it goes to me and not to you because you did it under a work for hire but contract. I get to but I get to say that I get, I get to put this as a reference if I design this for this person some if we're if, sometimes if it's not in the contract for me it's not for me honey I don't care some if, I, if, um, if there's no credit to me and, and any source then there's no point for me to participate especially if I'm not getting no money that's just me and, and that's the thing like you can't get you can't make royalties after that with certain contracts you can't make mm-hmm. royalties on it so once you make that art piece and you 
you. But you also gotta remember, contract. they need you. They're coming to you, so don't. Very don't, true, but you can't feel like you can't. You have to settle for that all the time. I don't think. No, I feel I like don't that. feel like I will have to settle for that. But I'm saying people do it oftentimes because they it's an easy job. They, and some people who mm-hmm. like aren't attached to it or like they go in just for the specific job. They're like, okay, cool, this is easy money and stuff. I'm fine with not getting the credit or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I had to. I like the definition of it is in the copyright law of the United States a work made for hire is a work subject to copyright that is created by an employee as part of his or her job or some limited types of works for which all parties agree in writing to the um, designation. The main reason for having a work for hire agreement is to make the ownership of the creative work explicit. For example, let's say you have an employee who created a manual for a new product you launched. The default situation here is that your business owns the product and the copyright not the employee so that's really good to learn now mm-hmm. before i did any really big deals thinking mm-hmm. that you know i'm gonna get the credit and you know make royalties off that's of this get, that's how they get you yeah so i'm like okay well it's very important to also learn about the legal aspects of or the business side of art i guess if i'm going to be doing that but yeah so question two okay. layered so I saw this tweet last night. I got into a Megan Thee Stallion hole mm-hmm. uh, because she went live and talked about Tory Lane shooting her. Mm-hmm. And I saw this tweet that said, black men still have privilege. Please do not forget that. You are black, but you are still men in a patriarchy. Please do not gaslight black women. And this is from Brie Hall official. And that brought up the discussion of black men need to protect black women. And people started to tweet protect black women men specifically black men specifically started to tweet protect black women and that's where kind of that tweet came out of because of the tory and megan situation and it had me think about how i may be affecting and or have affected women in my life or black women specifically by letting my black male ego mind and or privilege overshadow them and not listen um, and it also had me think about how I still battle internally with certain women being aggressive and rude while there are some people who can be those things and I think a lot of times men myself included are being sensitive I read a tweet that mentioned the sentiment and more specifically that black men can't handle what we have done or being what is being said back to us and um, you know essentially we that we can't take the truth can't handle the truth and then so black men resort to labeling women aggressive and or standard that they don't hold themselves to so I was wondering if you hold have on. I'm trying to that was a lot I know it was pretty lengthy but essentially I wanted to know if like you've noticed like what is your experience in noticing this from the outside perspective of the black community with black men towards black women and the treatment that they get and or if you've even seen it in within your own community um I've seen it and I just like I don't know maybe this makes me like small minded but I think it's just men in general I don't think Mm -hmm. it's I don't think it's just a black person thing Mm -hmm. and because a lot of Latino men are like that Mm -hmm. a lot of Asian men are like that white men are specifically like that you know they created that like type of 
the way the way we are, I feel like here they created that structure of the way it was because yeah, it exi- that exists that's always existed in time, mm. but there was a lot more civilizations that had women literally side by side or ruling instead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for me, I do notice and I do think I think personally it is a man thing. Like it is just that men do have a privilege, even if like they're uh, somebody of color, they're still. Um, there's still a privilege. I totally agree with mm-hmm. with that, and I, I've I've seen it on lots of different communities in my own as well. Mm-hmm. Even in with like even the way gays act to lesbians, like gay men act yeah. to lesbians, it's it is a thing. It is it's real? Yeah. It. But I'm con. I try to be conscious of it. Like, you know, I have an issue with somebody I work with, and <laughs> they're a woman, mm-hmm. uh, and. I sometimes am like, am I being mean with the way I'm taking this? Mm-hmm. Because am I thinking this person's mean because she is? And I think I do think about that. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I think because I'm trying to figure out like, and then I'm like, no, because that doesn't make sense. Like, if you're trying to be, if you're not trying to push someone's buttons, you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Or if you weren't taking advantage, I don't feel like you would say that or do that. So you're like clearly, yeah, I have to really or realistically like this is you being rude and aggressive yeah. versus mm-hmm. me taking this personal yeah. or you know not being able to handle what you're saying to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I so I over, that's why I, over, I overthink things and that's like one thing that's like a good instance of like in that sense because I'm not trying to be like part of the problem mm-hmm. and I'm like am I being realistic about like are they doing just their job or are they being like a little you know like mm-hmm. this and so I have to think about I think about it and I don't have to like I can't think right now but I'm sure there's been times where I'm like oh, I'm taking this personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting subject because uh, from my experience, I do notice it a lot within the black community mm-hmm. and just how black men act in general. I don't know. There's just some <coughs> backwards thinking and I'm not exempt from this, but there's just some backwards thinking and but especially the treatment towards black women. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me very sad that there is that very truth in that kind of what Megan was saying and other people have echoed is like they go to protect everyone else before they protect themselves Mm -hmm. and even oftentimes that's protecting the person who hurt them Mm -hmm. and that just that just really sucks because it's like sounds like that sounds like also like a woman thing because I've heard of that even well yeah that's that's a woman thing but I'm saying from my experience with the black I hope that doesn't sound like I'm not trying to be like that's a woman thing not like that like no I know what you mean by that but I'm specifically talking about like the black woman experience from black male perspective from what I've seen and stuff it's just very sad and it just made me think of different ways I need to do better in treating black women and you know just conversations that people need to have more and just a mindset that needs to change around it because that is very backwards that it's someone's default to go and protect the person who hurt them before protecting themselves you know Mm -hmm. like I very much think that that needs to end and change but yeah that that was that and i'm i i'm happy that you brought up that like you know gay men do that to lesbians and stuff because Mm -hmm. that's something that i've always thought about too like and i don't even know if i'm making sense with all this but like i just feel like to a certain extent gay men you know push your boundaries with women and it's like you shouldn't do that you're still a man like Mm -hmm. regardless of you being into them or not like there's boundaries and or there's a way that they're talking to you that's not aggressive or you need to listen to them and just what have you we're not exempt mm-hmm. yeah the last question and let me get through this okay aries don't attack me right now okay let me get through it and i, I don't know let what me, you mean let me <laughs> i don't know what you mean <laughs> let me first start off and say <clears throat> that i do give you shit about this 
you say you're an artist. You bring it up a lot. But something I was thinking about today and that I recognize inaudibly quite often is that my interpretation of your confidence in your art and your ability to be uniquely you is rooted in that mention. So the reason why I feel like you say it a lot and why you may not realize or hear yourself that you say it or even when you realize you say it is because there's a confidence there that's like I'm not saying it to be egotistical or I'm not saying it to rub it in someone's face but I'm just confident in my art and I'm confident in the uniqueness that I bring to it so with that being said what is the driving force in your confidence within your uniqueness of your art so in other words what do you think regardless of other people's opinion of you being an artist and mention of it allows you to confidently believe and say you were an artist? <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> I think what makes me feel confident to say that is I feel I wake up every day and I want to do something like I, I have some sort of creative thought of like a picture or something I wish would be real or just something cool like an image in my head whether it's when I'm working out or I'm doing like things like that listening to music and stuff so I have those every day like every day since I could ever remember I've had things like that and I never used to be able to draw and then now that I draw like it I have to do it every day I do some sort of drawing every day and it makes me feel like I have everything like I have mm. my dream home like that we talk about we joke around and be like we'll be doing this and we'll mm-hmm. go there <laughs> it makes that reality a reality to me mm-hmm. as even if it's just us talking about it and if that never ever happened and you know just having those moments and like being able to like create things that I want to do to get me to that point and just do that and just my story and what's going on in my brain just doing all of that all of those make me feel like I'm there and I can do it mm-hmm. whether it, it ever happens or not it just I it just makes me feel complete and it makes me feel like I if I have to work at this job I hope pray to God please not the rest of my life <laughs> you will you will if I had to like if I can if I still get to paint or draw or do anything creative that I do I it would be fine mm-hmm. it would be in the end it would be okay because I can come home and I can paint the fantasy world that's in my head and just the way I see the world and enter it every day and put it to pay, put some sort of ideas from it onto paper in this reality it's just it makes me feel like life is worth living so that's what makes me feel confident and I feel like I I just feel like I have control of it now like I have control of that whole world that point and that I get to express on to paper and mm-hmm. pen and canvas and all that I feel like I have enough control like I know what it is like I just there's no like maybe like I know I ask you questions but honestly I know what it is like mm-hmm. I know like I know what I'm doing of course everything every everything um <laughs> like with the creative side that I'm wor- that I'm putting on even if it's like at the beginning I do know mm-hmm. like so it's it's just be- it's become ingrained in me from I guess I think from accepting that that I have to do this Okay. Like I just, it's just something I just know I have to do, mm-hmm. cause there's there, there's nothing else. There's nothing else to make me feel like I have. To, I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a feeling, and I don't question it. I just do it. Yeah. And you weren't an artist, huh? I said, and you are an artist. You said it, not me. I did. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that response explains it? Yeah, or? it does. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Thanks. You're welcome. What about you? 
Same question. I can't read it all, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same question. <laughs> I know what you mean by, like, you need you wake up and you think of something creative that you want to, like, make a reality or that you want to just make, period, mm-hmm. get down. I often wake up that way. I have a hard time, though, thinking of myself as an artist just because I I very much look at it as, like, a very much traditional sense. So, like, like you, like, how there's, like, with your painting, I feel like painting is, like, a traditional sense of art. And so I'm like, I don't think I'm an artist in that sense, but then I feel, then I go into like the creative aspect and I feel like, you know, the things that I do create, I feel like can be art. So I battle with going back and forth, necessarily calling myself an artist, but I end up there. But I very much know what you mean by you wake up and you need to create something Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just in you, you, you know what you want to create or what you want to make reality. Yeah. It's like instinct. Like yeah. it just it's the one thing. Like for me it's it's instinct. I just know I have to do this. Whether I make money off of it or not, I I know I have to do it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that this is in me. I don't I often think like what would I do if I what if I didn't have like a creative as a creative side to me like a like a art inner art in me like I don't I can't even I don't know that. what I would do I'd, I I, I could, really don't I can't imagine that I can imagine all the other shit I ever talk about space and all that shit mm-hmm. but I cannot imagine that yeah I don't it's just so big in expression like expressing myself and like just different outlets and just uh, yeah I don't know what mm-hmm. I would do. We're on the subject of art. Let's get into pick a piece. Right, next segment. Right. Those are good questions, especially that Thank last you. one. Thanks for that backhanded compliment. You're when welcome. When you ask the question. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Y'all hear that, everyone? How he treats me? <laughs> Don't let his deep voice uh, deter you from the truth. <laughs> Do you want to go first or me? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying, um, if anyone's listening, all of our pick-up pieces are up to date under the pick-up piece highlight. Nicholas did a lot of work. On the Instagram, you know. Don't so let go his and work check go it out. Thank you, thank you. Um, but both of ours are up there. Most of them are up there, but we're going to mm. keep them up to date from this point on yeah, yeah, moving yeah, yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my pick-up piece is called Perception. Let me pull it up here. All right. Here we go. Can you guess what this is through? Uh, well, you're in the car. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, through a crack of the door being opened or something, and it's, like... My windshield is up. Hmm. Yeah, I can see it. It's cool. It's a really interesting shot. It seems something, like... It seems like it could be photoshopped, but -hmm. also at the same time, it seems like, wow, this was a really good lucky shot. Not, like, not saying lucky, like, there was no expertise behind Mm -hmm. it, but, like, that would just be, like, the expression of it. Yeah, thanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is enhanced a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, right here, like, that little bit of blue, that's, Uh like, it's just good. It helped the way the lights, it's, like, all, like, like, it's going down. It's it's direct. There's direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's called perception. So what's yours? Um, I have two... (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Um, My first one is called The Lord of the West and His Champion. 
It's a little you older. You and these names. I love these names. <laughs> I told you it's... You're going to get a novel before you get to the story, honey. <laughs> well, that's just like... Because my paintings tell the story to mm-hmm. me, at least. Like, if I if you looked at my painting and I tell you the story, I feel like they make sense to you. Like, I can see it all, like, just from this one thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the title is uh, Lord of the West and His Champion. It's a little bit of an older painting, but I really like it. Oh, let me brighten this up for you. Lord of the West and His Champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's one oh, of yes, my earlier yes, yes, yes. ones. But can, I I, re- can I get the story behind this? Okay, so... Since we have stories. <laughs> well, there's, it's part of what I'm trying to create as a painting series. Uh-huh. Or just, like, tell them through these paintings. So there's, like, this world in my... That all these paintings are, like, have to do with this one world that exists. And he's the Lord of the West, which is... It's a story in my head based on the astrological zodiac mm-hmm. or signs. So... I think I talked about this a little bit before, a long time ago. But the Lord of the West is this gentleman with this long, beautiful hat mm-hmm. and fan, just looking very like important. And he is an Aries, and an Aries. Uh, well, let listen to the story. I'm listening because Aries <laughs> rules over spring in uh-huh. the on the signs, right? So Aries is over spring. He's in charge of uh, Taurus and Gemini. They fall underneath his season. So since he's the cardinal sign, so, uh, he's in charge. He's the Lord of the West. Like all the the countries in this planet that belong on the West side, all like he's like the in charge. Then there's other ones, but I'm not gonna talk about them to the paintings. Of course, come. of course. But this is his champion, and like all. Four, like all four cardinals eventually have like a whole um, festival of like enjoying like worlds and like how there's all these different there's all these different cultures and they enjoy each other and there's also like a fighting competition in it and this is the champion oh, for okay. for the Lord of the West mm-hmm. which she's a female yes and the champion she's a Taurus oh so a little likeness here honestly, I, see, I see who we're referencing there's, here there's always a wink, little wink. there's <laughs> always a little truth in my paintings with my life I try to put them together somehow and in the story these two are, like these two are some uh, like would be at the beginning of the story telling the story for a while because they're the one they're the characters that know each other the longest that's cool mm-hmm. but it leads out into like a bigger story of like the other matriarchs of the zodiac sign like the person who's the Capricorn the person who's the Libra and then the Cancer there's stories behind them and they're not they're not um taking care of their their countries the same way he is like there's mm-hmm. there is no like peace in, in those it's all a facade in those other nations and stuff and he's trying to like the people who are, who say they're in charge they're not really the bloodline that should be in charge so they're jacking everything up and a lot of like corruption and stuff so secretly like him and her they start finding the rightful people who belong in power and that's what the whole story that's is based pretty on. cool yeah and they also all have six senses which is like an enhancement to nature so it has to do with parts of their sign like they control different things and they have different abilities because of their signs in the zodiac oh well, when's the book coming out i don't know but that's <laughs> that's that's literally has to do with all my paintings so i have to write that out but i hope that sounds interesting if y'all want to listen that's trademark benjamini benjamin j gonzalez so it is right here on record no one can do it that's right you can even try it honey but there's so many scripts and stuff i have for like property. years i have like years worth of shit so please honey don't try it but yeah 
yeah, that's that's like the whole like a short summary of what this painting leads into. Okay. And I feel like if I tell you all that, that makes you excited. The painting makes that you excited. That is exciting. Yeah, it excites like you for the rest you, of the story. You learn the characters. You learn... I think you briefly told me this mm-hmm. before, but You're yeah, I like too. it. Yeah. Oh, I know I am. Yeah. I remember that. I wouldn't forget. Um, and then the other one I have is uh, Nebula in B minor. It's old. It's older, but I really still love this painting. She's an old gal. Yeah, it's in my parents' room. Then my mom was like, "It'll look great here." So <laughs> she took it, and I just like I feel like it's not perfect, but I like that because of the design of it. Mm-hmm. The design of it is what it I looks think like. Very it. much of an er- uh, uh, a period piece, mm-hmm. like. It doesn't. I know what you mean, but it looks like it needed to be made that way mm-hmm. because of the time period that was coming from. Yeah, dude, can you get? Can you guess the essence of it? Like the time period. Uh-huh. Um, first thing that came to mind was Diana Ross, but that's not a time period. Yeah, but you're nailing it. You're already nailing it. Um, two answers. Mm-hmm. The 60s, the 70s. It's the 70s. Okay, perfect. So that was like the inspiration of this was the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just really love it. I think it's a really fucking good painting. Look at, like, the lashes are like... The, the, the like... I like the eyebrows. You, yeah, you get it. It's the eyebrows for me, honey. It's, <laughs> it's the eyebrows for me, honey. <laughs> it's just... And for me, it's like the hair, the way I like... The way the black is, like, to separate the hair between the skin, like, it looks like... Gets giving a good amount of depth to see, like, oh, oh what is this one called? Um, Nebula and B minor. And Nebula and B minor. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. She's a space queen. Her name is Nebula. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Their name? Do they have pronouns? Mm-hmm. The they. She goes by she. Okay. Nebula. Nebula's rocking that hair. Mm-hmm. Nebula and B minor. Now, why B minor? Because I usually like things in B minor. Oh, okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Those That's are mine. Cute. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for listening. I know it was a mouthful. <laughs> it wasn't. It was cool. <clears throat> Want to take a spritz? Um, let's do it. All right. We'll be back. Man, I got this air on, girl. Homo estas. We're back. Hi. It's time for fun facts. Are you ready? Let's do it. We'll go first. Of course. So. First the worst. First fact. It's a little bit of a reminder. Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston is the best and only Cinderella out there. I must say it again. This is a personal fact. (laughs) This is a a fact. Check the sources. Bitch, it's not on Disney Plus yet, mm-hmm. and it's really starting to bother me. I looked it up, and Brandy made a comment on it, and she said she doesn't know why it's not on there, but she said that it should, because it showcases the most diverse cast a Disney movie has, and it's a classic tale. And I'm like, why don't they put it on there? And then, Is you want to know the honest thought I had? Was... They can't have more than one black princess. And even the princess and the frog, she's not even the princess. What do you mean they the can't? Majority. They have all these fucking white bitches. Uh, no, I'm saying that it would probably kill them. They couldn't have a black Cinderella on there for oh other people God. to see. Everyone's over that white bitch. She's already like 80. Technically, she'd be dead. She ain't my Cinderella. It's only Brandy. 
I mean, I'm not as fond of the movie as you are, but it is a good movie. I do enjoy it. But I don't, I really can't, I am with you. I don't understand why it's not on there. Uh, Just like the rest of the Muppets. Why the fuck? How are you not going to put all the the Muppets on The original Muppets? I know. Uh, We really need to plug in that DVD uh, player. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. Well, we'll do it next week. Mm -hmm. All right, but my real fun facts is about black art. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've been getting, like, I've been trying to dive deep into, like, uh, more black art and, like, learn about black art history and different things. Because I think I was telling you, my grandma, all she all, all she has in her house is black art. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking up on um, black art or black art and then blackfacts.com. And I found this fact. So from its earliest origins in slave communities through the end of the 20th century african american art has made a vital contribution to the art of the us the earliest evidence of african african american art in the us is the work of skilled craftsmen slaves from new england two two categories of slave craft items survive from colonial america articles created for personal use by slaves and articles created for public use. Examples from the period between the 17th century and the early 19th century include small drums, quilts, wrought iron figures, baskets, ceramic vessels, and gravestones. Many of Africa's most skilled slave artisans were hired out by slave owners with the consent of their masters. Some slave artisans also were able to keep a small percentage of the wages earned in their free time and thereby save enough money to purchase their and their families' freedom. But I thought that was pretty interesting Hmm. and very, uh, I guess, telling in that uh, black art was very influential to what is modern-day art, what was just considered art then. Yeah. That's my fun fact. Hmm. Interesting. That's really cool. Thanks. Did, oh, I have something to go with your art stuff. Mm. Did you know that in California it's illegal to destroy art? Like, period? Mm-hmm. Like, any type of you art? You can't, like, well, when some place is done with it, with whatever's donated or didn't get nobody, and nobody auctioned it off, mm-hmm. they can't destroy it. They have to put, I think there's a place they take it all to. Is it yeah. for free? No. I oh, think they eventually <laughs> go through it. But um, it's illegal to, to destroy artwork in California. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So have your art art shows come to California or residents in California? Mm-hmm. Right. Someone's always buying in California. You just got to find your niche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty um, cool. My fun facts are kind of like random, like always. There's a couple of them. One of them, so we seen a sloth today. We were watching a sloth video. Mm-hmm. And did you know that sloths only come down to poop once a week? As a human, that seems concerning. Yeah, they only poop once a week, and it's like the most, their most, one of their most vulnerable times is on the ground, and they have to come and do it. And they get hunted by hawks. There's like big eagles that still do because hunt they can't them. move fast enough. Yeah, they hunt them, but because like their their fur, they're really uh, hidden well in the trees. They ma- they camouflage really well, so like the only time really the eagles in South America can get them or Central America and South uh, is like if like they're on the ground or they're swimming because they can. They're really good. They're better at swimming than they are at walking. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes and they sense. grow they grow like moss on their back. Like moss just grows on them because they move so slow and they're they're in the rainforest. Mm-hmm. So that the moss, but it's like a symbiotic biotic relationship because the moss helps keep them camouflaged that's when cool. when a bird like that's why they just hang they'll, they'll hang there uh-huh. with their head covered because then they could just look like a clump of uh, like vines are they awake? Shit. oh yeah they just move slow 
they sleep a lot, but they also move very slow. I hope they live. I think they're the slowest lives aside from the attacks and mm-hmm. having to get down to poop. Yeah, they're really cute. There's, yeah, the there's, video you showed me was cute. I never thought I'd say on to a sloth before. There's two kinds of sloth, I think. There, There's two, like, families. I think one's, like, the two-toed, and there's a three-toed sloth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think usually the two-toes are the small ones, and the three-toes are the big, big ones. Okay. Yeah, sloths also used to be gigantic. They used to be elephant size, and they were. I think they were in all in South America and North, like, the part of Mexico. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my facts. Uh-huh. And then the other one I was going to talk about... Oh, dang it. Oh, did you know manta rays, they have to, they have to constantly swim to survive, to breathe? Because their body doesn't, like... They don't, their mouth is always open, so they don't have, like, a, a way to f- siphon the water in and out of their gills. So they have to constantly keep swimming. swimming. How do they get the water out? They, they don't. Their gills... The way their gills are is, like, it opens up, but, the, like, parts of the gills, like, capture the oxygen. Like, that's why they need a constant flowing. Because if they just sit there, it's going to be, like, they're getting water with carbon dioxide in it. So they're manta not, rays never stay still. Yeah, they they even swim moving. They even swim moving? Mm-hmm. Like, there is light, there's always, they're always lightly gliding, at least. What do you mean they swim? <laughs> doesn't that mean they're moving if they're swimming? Yeah. You, you said you said they even swim moving. Oh, they even sleep. Sorry. Okay. I they was sleep. Like, what? They, they sleep moving. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you look like yeah. What? <laughs> like what do you what don't you understand? Uh, yeah, they they uh, they sleep and move too. They they're always lightly gliding to get um, water pushed in and out. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Poor things. I mean, from a human yeah, perspective. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big, the giant, <laughs> the giant ones are massive, and they jump out of the water. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good. They're cool, though. Sea creatures, mm-mm. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about games now? Those all your fun facts? Yeah, that's all them. Okay. Those are cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Into our last segment, Geek of the Week. All right. Mine's a little short this week. Mine's short, too. Oh, okay. Well, you go first. All right. Mine is the game I was telling you about last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got the na- we got the name, everyone. We got, we got the, the name. name. It's called Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Yeah, it's on PlayStation 4. It's an online game. Uh, well, like, one... I don't know what is the game called when they it's like solely just online. That's the only way you could play. Oh. There's like a specific name for them, but anyway. Okay. <clears throat> um, online and it's like with these little pill-looking blobs, and you're running and you're trying to compete and you're trying to be the last one in each round. And I think there's like five rounds, five or six rounds for each thing, but they're really hard. There's <clears throat> there's challenges mm-hmm. for each different levels. And so Tyler got it, um, and I tried it. It is so much fun. I can't get past three rounds to save my life. Hmm. So that's my that's my task. That's my goal. But yeah, it's a really fun game. Okay, I'll be um, on the lookout for that. Yeah, you should... Well, you have to get a PlayStation Yeah, they don't, they don't have it on the Switch. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. Nice. What's yours? Um, mine this week again is uh, Splatoon Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought the DLC. Everyone, um, it is hard. <laughs> like I'm stuck at this part because you have to do certain. You, so you have to do missions like the old 
like well the original story one but this is like more in depth and they're harder things and they give you only one weapon and you have to make it work and you can't die a certain amount of times or else you have to pay to come back or restart the whole level and you're like in this subway system it's cool they're hard they're harder levels Mm -hmm. they're more challenging which i'm like okay cool but yeah that i've been playing a lot i've been going on that salmon run oh i'm like i forgot how much i like this game it's it's online plays good but it, it could be, be a little better i just wish like playing against somebody was w- playing two players i wish it was doable with the switch that, and, the, and the screen and the tv screen like the wii u used to be i like the i i was trying to get the hang of it i played it for a little bit mm-hmm. i do not like the moving screen so i changed it i changed it off of that Oh, and you and you like it, but but yeah. you st- it's still like the controller is the one that the controllers is, which is fine. But with with it trying to be the screen as well, like mm-hmm. you know my wrists, my wrists, my hands, they get tight. So I was like trying to move and play. It was a weird concept to me. But once I got it on the handheld version, it was okay. But what I just needed to figure out. I just pressed XXX or like however you go through. Oh, so whatever it was on the boss? I had you right on the yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had you right on the boss, but... It's okay. I was I was doing my best. That so. was, that was like, that's like one of the last bosses to beat. Oh, okay. So, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to, they really just threw you in there, huh? Yeah. Well, I didn't know what was happening oh, or you, what I was doing. And you, did, you didn't change the gun, huh? No. Oh, so I still had the Gatling gun. That like, yeah, that's what I was shooting That's a good gun, though. Yeah, I was like, it was, I was doing, I stayed alive pretty long. Um... But yeah, that, I like the game. It's pretty fun. It's fun. And when you get the hang of it, it's like, oh, okay. And it's like a, it's a nice different take on shooting without killing people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. That's all I got this week. Okay. I didn't really play Animal Crossing this week. I should because I have, probably have a lot of weeds so I have to pull. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably check on it. Yeah, though. I'll probably check it tomorrow sometime. <laughs> and uh, for all of our listeners, all you out there, if anyone's out there, um, check out Benjamin's fun illustrations of our mentioned Geek of the Week oh, yes. on our Geek of the Week highlights on our Instagram mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. For Roots Podcast. And is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, go check out my digital art account. I'm trying to get people to like, I'm trying to get its name out there. It's uh, Ziggy Russell Arts. Ziggy, yes. Z I G G Y underscore Russell R U S S E L L. Sounds like high class art. Yeah, it's my digital stuff. My digital stuff, design a little bit. Like, I'm guys coming up with cute things for this, like, universe that I have in my head for like advertising and stuff I don't know that's cool yeah. I'm excited for you I'm excited for Ziggy Russell thanks go follow that one big things happening <clears throat> well before I wanted to plug I wanted to say a few things <clears throat> <clears throat> first of all vote everybody mm-hmm. elections coming up get registered to vote it's like two months that's right also rest in peace Chi Chi Devane oh God bless her soul. Yes. That was so heartbreaking. I was like, what? God bless her soul. And also, we need to do something better about um, protecting trans women because Mm -hmm. another awful attack happened. And so I'm going to be doing some research and I'll be back next week with that. Okay. But until then, um, follow us at Fruits Podcasts on Instagram, Fruits P on Twitter. My Instagram is Nicholas Lance Bradley. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next week, Benjamin. Alrighty, my friend.
Goodbye. Bye, everyone.